Hello and welcome to a very special episode of New England Beer Reviews. I'm TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick, and for the first time ever, we have an interviewee. One Mr. Brady Frost, co-owner of Yes Brewing. Welcome, guys. How you doing? Doing, doing well. Great. Doing great, man. How are you? Doing well. Um, so for this very special episode, I figure we'll just get right into it. And we're going to start off with a beer from Yes Brewing. So, three, two, one, crack. I sprayed myself again. Yeah, no, no. I, I got a bit of a squirter here, too. <laughs> I'm, I perpetually spray myself with beers that we open on. on it's a rite of passage. <laughs> Oh, but that does have like a nice initial flavor, real nice initial cover, color. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I really dig this can art too. Nice, yeah. My friend uh, Matt Fisher does it. He's uh, at Matt Fisher Inc on Instagram. If you want to check out his other stuff, but yeah, he's just like a friend of the brewery that we met that um, was kind of interested in our company, and I ended up like striking up a friendship with him, and now he. All the sour parfait beers we make, he does all of the the can art for those, every single one of them. So I awesome. think he's, he's done five or six. Yeah, he does an awesome job. He's a super cool guy. He's a great artist. Oh, and th- this parfait is specifically the Black Raz parfait. Yeah, there's there's a rotating series there. I want to say this is the first one we ever did. Um, this is kind of like the, I guess the this the jump off point for that series. But we've done. Um, man, we must, I want to say we've done seven or so probably, um, in the tasting room and we've canned five, I believe at this point with another one coming out in three weeks. So nice. 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 Yeah. Uh, by the time you hear this, it might be two weeks. So be aware. <laughs> yeah. Ju- June 19th, I think is the release date. If I, yeah, unless something, you know, you never know. We're a small brewery. If something gets backed up, maybe, maybe we'll push it back, but I'm guessing June 19th. Yeah. Key lime. <laughs> I ooh, I might have to make my way up for that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to be a medical marijuana networking event too. I think um, that's, um, that's, the, that's the plan as of now for that release. So it should be fun. Well, you awesome. already have you already have the heart of our audience. Hopefully, <laughs> well, I mean, good, good are, beer, we're... medical marijuana. It, the only thing that could make it better is like you're showing uh, Back to the Future triple. <laughs> Trilogy, I mean, that could outside. be arranged. That you could know. be arranged. That could totally be arranged. Um, yeah, we, we've been doing more events lately, and then we've noticed that some of our best customers are in the you know marijuana industry. We we kind of have roots in the marijuana industry too, no pun intended. So we um, we just figured it's it's easy, you know, it's an easy thing to to kind of integrate, especially with how artistic you know a lot of the vibe that we give off is. So. You know, weed and art and beer, that's a good combo. So we're going to try to kind of make that a thing moving forward. Hey, man, three great flavors that go great together. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it seems uh, low-hanging fruit, so um, should be fun. All right, so I guess we should probably get into, like, the interviewee bit of this. Okay. Um, I-, I think that we're going to make Emily our, like, serious person. <laughs> and like I'll, I'll be the one who asks you like you know what's your favorite color okay so, maybe so, someday i'll be the fun one what, so what's your favorite color <laughs> oh i don't know man i guess growing up i would have said blue i don't know anymore i don't think about that anymore i guess i don't know blue's so boring what's your favorite color 
oh, there's a handful. Uh, like, <laughs> exactly. But like, I mean, that's the thing. The older I've gotten, the more refined my favorite colors have gotten. You're like periwinkle blue now. It, it used to be yeah, blue. You know, like yeah. chartreuse or, <laughs> uh, you know, that's... lilac. Lilac's a great color. Under Lilac's a nice color. I, it, I can smell lilac more than I can see it, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've had got some. I had some lilac going on in my hair. Like if you couldn't nice. tell, my my favorite color is probably purple, given that that's the color that my hair so, tends to be the most. So we have we have a lot of purple stuff going on at our brewery. Like I think that was like the first shirts we put out were purple. Uh, I don't know. Purple's a hit with our. I, I think my my brother Troy's favorite color is purple. So we've done a lot of purple stuff. I'm I'm pro purple. I don't know. I like, nice. I like all the colors. I like all the colors. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in. I like I like all the colors. <clears throat> that was a tough question. I don't know if they're all going to be like see, that. I'm not. That I'm not going to make it through. Softball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like seeing. Oh, I'm like overanalyzing. I'm like I don't know, man. I like all the colors. <laughs> so, how did you get interested in like owning a brewery? Um, let's see. Originally, um, I didn't really have the plan to do this ever. Uh, I like beer and I like, um, I have a business background in general. Um, I got an MBA when I was younger and then I wanted to do like consulting stuff for small businesses. Um, it just, I just kind of got drawn into it. I, I ended up doing some medical marijuana consulting, which makes a lot of sense based on like the year it was, it was like 2014 ish. Mm-hmm. So it was a great time to get into that. And then over time, like I met John, my, my co-owner, who's our brewer. He's, he's an excellent brewer, really interesting person. Um, he had a lot of interest in it, obviously. And he was kind of like, at some point started asking me for help with paperwork and with all this other stuff. And I wasn't like trying to charge him for it or anything. I just wanted to help him. I thought it was a cool idea. Um, we got kind of far down the road. Then he's just like, let's just open this. So <laughs> it was kind of one of those. It wasn't like a, you know, like a grand plan or anything. Um, hey, sometimes yeah. some of the best things are when you just like kind of dumb luck into something awesome. It's yeah. Total, definitely. And and he's like, you need that person that's like, this is his life's work. You know, like that's the way I see it for him. Like this is his goal was to have a brewery for a long time. He's been home brewing for like 20 years. Um, so this is like, if you have someone like John, like I, I love helping people like that get to do, you know, what they really, really want to do. Uh, if you can find someone to work with like that, it just, it's so much easier than, than convincing someone to be excited you know about about oh absolutely yeah yeah oh we should probably like talk about the beer for a minute real fast oh yeah Yeah, sure because like it it is a good beer like it's got a nice tart to it um it's it's pretty crushable for a sour that was the goal yeah good color good scent yeah, it's a fruited lactose sour, technically. Um, those were coming out. I mean, we opened uh, almost four years ago. As of July 1st, we will be four years. Um, and when we opened, I mean, sours are definitely getting made in Maine. There were some companies, like, doing them. Obviously, like, you know, huge companies like Allagash have been making sours forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, more, more traditional, uh, German, you know, like, influence sours and stuff. Um, we were interested in kind of where sours were going um and john that's john's favorite uh thing to make he had a lot of uh, practice with that too so that was kind of something we wanted to lean on when we opened people were kind of like i don't really know what 
you guys are doing a lot like especially like people that were friends of my dad that age like they're kind of like what what the hell is the point of this what is you this know, it's, it's really unfortunate but yeah no maybe like <laughs> no, it's fine 10 years ago even yeah I, I was working at a restaurant and i was talking to like i would talk to our gm of a lot of the time and like he he considered himself like a big beer guy and one day he was like so what are some of your favorite styles these days and i was like i really am enjoy i'm enjoying like sour ales and he was like what the fuck is a sour yeah. ale yeah 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 exactly no it's kind of what that's that's kind of what what our opening was like you know <laughs> that opening weekend we had like a it's like a pineapple mosaic sour of some kind. Oh, we, uh, it, yeah. it was really that good. Sounds awesome. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, people liked it, but they like didn't know what the hell it was like for the longest time. And then we like obviously some people were stoked about sours, and we had like an inner inner sanctum of like sour people, you know, from the beginning. But it's been cool to see, you know, now that we like distribute some beer and like we have accounts, like we don't have to explain what we're doing as much it's it's a relief honestly for me yeah. i do like all the sales so i'm like okay like this is a fruited lactose sour they're like okay cool uh as, as opposed to before they're like what do you mean you know yeah. which is like that was only yeah. three years ago but <laughs> yeah what the hell do you mean fruited and lactose i mean <laughs> which man, that's so weird to think of because yeah emily and i've been going to like extreme beer fest and like yep. most of the boston beer fest for what close to 15 years at this point so fun yeah. yeah those are always fun um yeah maine's not known for being like forward thinking all the time either like we're kind of like a blue collar like you know, traditional <laughs> a little bit a little bit so i mean there's no shocker that like california and like other city you know cities around the u.s were kind of like pro you know sours before maine like it takes sometimes it takes time for us to get caught up um I kind of felt like that with this one a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely can see that, but I would argue that Maine now makes some of the best sour beers, period. We do. We do. And it, it's, I'm, I'm happy for that too. Like people definitely, we get referred a lot from other companies that don't make sours too. Just like, Oh yeah, if you're looking for sours, you know, so we, we get a lot of like great business from that. But yeah, I've noticed too, like I, I love the other sour beers getting made in Maine as well. There's a lot of good stuff. We're just lucky in general. Maine has awesome beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maine's got some awesome beer. Yeah. I mean, if only we could just absorb New York as a part <laughs> of like New England as well. And then we could talk about all the awesome beer in New York more. I mean, upstate New York or like New York City? Oh, uh, mo- mostly I, upstate. Kind of both. I was going to like, come oh, on. Look, there's good stuff in New York City as well. I was just I was I was hoping say, you were going to slander. Single cut. Yeah, yeah. I wanted you to just get slandering stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, I was hoping you were going to. Like, I also think about like <laughs> Mortalis and mm-hmm. just like, yeah, uh, yeah I want to talk about them more. <laughs> it's ironic because, like, I know, like, obviously, like, I love beer and I try a lot of beer, but I find, like, if, I, I'm, I bet you guys have tried more beers than me. I bet a lot of people that, like, patronize our brewery or even like seeking out because like at a certain point like four years ago we opened this thing i have other businesses going on it's like i want to try virtually everything it is so hard to keep up for me it's oh like, my it's God. like it's Especially like trying to these yeah, days it's like, like trying to watch all the best movies everything uh, at your own brewery uh, when you're <laughs> a, a, an owner of a brewery but like keeping up with everything else everything, that's out everything. there as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like music, movies, literally TV, impossible. everything. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I, there's yeah. so much stuff. I'm like excited or I look forward to, and then I realize like I'm good about certain things. But yeah, beer is definitely one where 
you it's just not physically possible to try all the stuff you want to try which is no. why i think we miss beer fest a lot this year i mean we we always go to like i well, don't know eight, eight to ten of them you I, know? I, I think there was a greater reason why we missed beer fest this <laughs> no, last year I'm, I'm not saying it was a but... it was <laughs> i'm not anti i'm not uh I'm, i wore a mask no i'm just saying uh <laughs> no i'm saying i'm saying we we miss them like emotionally not yes, like definitely. yeah 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 don't don't put words in my mouth man you are. <laughs> yes brewing truther like hates covid where were you on 12th in 1963 you were on the grassy no weren't you do not try and deny it any word you say after this uh, is a denial oh my god yeah that's where we're going that's where we're going with this i can tell yeah oh definitely no that this is a uh shotgun interview um you thought it was gonna be nothing (laughs) with softballs but this is how they get you actually gonna find out during this episode that you were in fact the zodiac killer oh i mean i I, technically i mean it's ted cruz probably is what i've always you know i'm still looking at that one you know what i like that theory a lot it's it's actually it's ted cruz's son that traveled back in time to become ted cruz's (laughs) father okay i mean theoretically that that would make like I, i will say like Ted Cruz's timeline doesn't add up. I, I love the movie Zodiac too. That's like one of the best movies. But uh, that movie thinks it's what it's uh, Arthur uh, Arthur Lee Allen. That guy uh, he did. Now I guess theoretically he died and all the phone calls stopped. I don't know. But I don't know if it was him either. I don't know. There, there's it could, you could be the Zodiac killer. I don't know. They, they didn't they didn't solve that one. It's a tough nope, one. Nope. Definitely. Ted, Ted Cru- I'm, I'm going Ted Cruz. I'm going Ted. I Cruz. I support that. A hundred percent. He looks just like that drawing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's just ultra creepy. Yeah. There's a basketball player named Grayson Allen that looks just like Ted Cruz as well. So he could be in on it. He, uh, he tripped, he uh, tripped. we, we all have doppelgangers. It's because <laughs> this is all really a simulation. You think so? so. Yeah, he could be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with that theory at this point. I don't know. Elon Musk says a lot of stuff about that. He kind of makes it too about him, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. But kind of <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> exactly. Like, like yeah. he, he wants to be Nikolai Tesla, but he's so bad. Really Thomas Edison. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's harsh. That's very harsh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake, he, when he got, became part of Tesla, he paid them to be like, he's part, you know, he was one of the founders. It's like, no, he wasn't. He just paid, <laughs> paid, he, he to paid be. them enough. Yeah, he paid to be one of the founders. It's, it's really weird you guys are both wearing SpaceX sweatshirts, though, you know, during this interview. It's just strange. <laughs> um, the, the, this show is not sponsored by SpaceX. We, we do have a seat on the Mars rocket, but that's for say. different reasons. Oh, no, see, I'm all in on the boring company, the, uh, the, 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 his, his oh, Las Vegas I, car I, hole. I hate the name of that company to begin with. Oh, yeah. But the fact that it is just a car hole underground <laughs> that you drive uh, Teslas through. Well, yeah, that but Teslas like, drive themselves through. The problem, no, 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 it's still uh, a person driving uh, no. it. It is still a person. Yeah. Like, and the problem with it, it happens, they don't do anything. You know, like a Tesla catching fire, like they're known to do. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. Yeah, it's like I, it's like being on a road. That, it's like being in a tunnel that's like deeply unsafe. 
That that's it. That's what the whole thing is. What an experience. No, my my problem with it's more like I have an economics background, and I'm like, he just doesn't deliver anything on time ever. So no. it's like, okay, like here oh, here's he never, our never yeah. to the level that he says he's no, going to deliver right. it. It's always like here's the production levels we're gonna have for this new space truck, and it's like here's the date, and all these yuppies buy it, and then they wait like seven years, and I'm like, <laughs> that is a terrible business model. Like, oh yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not super into it. I'm like, you're just hyping this up, like. And all this like Dogecoin, whatever. It's all a distraction from like, oh, you just haven't hit a production level yet ever. All right. So I I was going to ask you like an actual softball question, but I think that (laughs) I'm going to take a hardball one now. Oh, no. Um, You've got an economics background. What are your thoughts on the future of cryptocurrency? Oh, my God. I am just. I know. Like, I wish. A hardball one. I mean, I'll say this. Like, I. The. The days of the American dollar, you know, being the standard currency, like internationally, it just seems to be. Numbered. Oh, they are going like, the wayside. We are we are printing just like we're not even printing money. We're clicking to create more money at the yes. Federal Reserve yep. at a crazy rate. Um, so I would say as long as we're bailing out banks, <laughs> it's fine. But I if, mean, if it's for any like uh, social interest <laughs> programs or going to the common person that's fucking socialism and i'm against it <laughs> i mean honestly like my my 22 year old self would argue with you about that but now like i'm 32 and i'm like you know it, it just gets harder and harder to not you know like have more of a soft heart about this stuff i just don't i don't understand a lot of the policy decisions too though about you know a lot of this stuff that's happened in the last year has been totally unfounded but like you guys, you guys know people that have been out of work. I know a lot of people that have been out of work. If you're making um, more money not working, it's just it's confusing to me. Uh, like, yeah, and that's just been a lot of listener. This. Uh, you, you can't see, but I'm currently raising my hand. I haven't worked since um, March of last year. Nice for you. I was, I was a year off. Uh, I don't know. I gained like eighty fucking pounds. <laughs> But I watched a lot of stuff. I bet. <laughs> but I am currently making more money than I would yeah, if okay. I was in my previous position. And, and you're in like until that ends. Like I'm not blaming you at all. That this is not this is not an indictment of that choice. I think that's probably the right choice economically. That's the right choice. So I'm like I get it. But for me, it's like okay, like it's it's a tough one because you know we're just so far down the road here. It's been 14 months or whatever. You know, I'm just hoping that we can bounce back from this and not, right. like, have this uh, like, be a long-term thing. I actually yeah. have a second hardball question. Sorry, Emily. Okay. I'm just like going with things. You're, you're going hard at me. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> it, this one is not as like hardball as like your thoughts on cryptocurrency, but like <laughs> how has the pandemic changed your business model this Ooh. last year? That's an easy one. Have actually. you like um, it ended up focusing more on like canning and distribution? Yeah. yeah. Um, originally, um, I, I will give us credit. We were a little bit ahead of the curve. My brother, Troy is a part owner too. And he was kind of an early COVID, you know, like believer in terms mm-hmm. of it was going to be a huge deal. So mm-hmm. even in like February, we were looking at stuff. Um, we were kind of like, okay, this is happening. Um, and then obviously the big day was like, you know, the NBA shuts down Tom Hanks gets coronavirus. You know, that was like the uh-huh. day that yeah. was like around St. Patrick's day, like right before St. Patrick's day. I yep, remember because, before. yeah, because we couldn't go party for St. Patrick's say i remember that but um well, I, I worked in a nightclub so <laughs> yeah my nightclub closed i think the last day it was open was like right. march 15th right 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 so right around then we were at least mentally prepared 
for what was coming a little bit. No one knew how long this was going to last, but uh, we knew that we were going to have to find a way to can more beer and distribute more beer. Um, the task of getting more accounts, uh, we're self-distributed. So we can't just call up our distri- distributor and be like, hey, we need to go, you know, we need to change our, our allocation of beer. That was not what we could do. So instead, that was me and John, you know, my brewer calling, you know, every account we wanted to get and not just in the Portland area, but expanding our distribution to all the way to like Kittery and all the way up to Bangor, uh-huh. and even like a little further, like Ellsworth, like there's certain accounts that we, we were like, okay, like we just tried to make it as organized as possible. Uh, shout out to my stepdad, Jerry, who, uh, who drove all over the place. Cause he's retired. He was stoked. He loves That's it. Great Jerry. Yeah. Jerry crushed yeah. it. Yeah, but it was me and him, and then John was helping a ton with sales. But yeah, we, we basically pivoted. Uh, we canned all of our beer we had allocated for the tasting room early. Uh, thankfully, sours keep well, too. We moved it all within like a couple weeks. But mm-hmm. if it didn't, you know, like a, yep. keg, a keg aged sour is no problem. Uh, yeah. It would have been scarier to have a ton of double IPAs, you know, et cetera. And I think, you know, that's there's more of an expiration date on hoppy beer, I would think. You know, oh, absolutely. Most yeah. yeah. Especially so, something like Dippa. Dippa is something you want to drink. Yeah. Like. Fresh. Soon. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's too hot, maybe a couple. Yeah. We have like a month or two, but um, yeah, with ours, I mean, most of it, thankfully we, we moved right through and then we were able to actually, we grew our account base. Um, I think we had, we must've had about 10 canning accounts. We weren't focusing on out of house can sales. We went from 10 to about 80, you know, like, wow, you know, nice. yeah, which was cool. Um, and then now like we, we kind of have, you know, the luxury of, okay, like it's going to get busy again and we'll have, you know, more of an established business model that way. Um, we'll have to scale up, you know, theoretically at some point, if we want to keep all those accounts and keep on this, the, keep Jerry driving, you know, as much as he was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but in terms of uh, like, it's just a good problem to have. So I was proud of us too. It was, it was really hard. Um, the middle of winter, cold calling northern main you know beer accounts that you don't have yet there they were you know thankfully people were drinking you know probably you as well <laughs> where you guys are keeping us going but uh everybody oh, yeah. yeah there was nothing else to do so people were drinking and they were going to liquor stores but yeah it was uh it was weird it was a uh, it was a learning experience but it, it turned out well for us so i'm thankful no that's awesome like i i'm always happy to see how companies have come out of because th- this is you know once in a hundred year kind of thing that seems to happen to us yeah, for yeah. some reason um but like we're at a pivotal point where we can start analyzing after the fact like if i'm gonna get really dark for a second <laughs> do my, it my curiosity this last year is what the suicide metrics have been compared up. to virus levels in areas yep no, I, I, I've, saw, I've seen some stuff about it, but I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to track that stuff from what I can tell, too, um, you know, because, like, yeah. there's not yeah. a public directory of suicides or stuff like that. It's usually, like, died of, you know, unexpectedly or whatever. I, don't, I just don't know how someone would even go about, um, I guess, like, a coroner could, could do, theoretically. Do, yeah, in theory. Do you guys yeah. not get a copy of the Black Book? <laughs> what? No, uh, the Black that... Book is everyone who dies within a 100-mile region of you. Really? And how they died? Is that real? No. 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 Yes. If it was, though, you would have it. Oh yeah, he definitely would. <laughs> oh, I totally would. <laughs> you would. You should. You should start this. This is a good startup opportunity for you. You're out of work right now. This is a good thing. You should start the black book. The. But are there enough weird horror freaks that yeah. you know are into that shit? I I I don't know if there's enough of a market for that. You would also, get it. Also, feels exploitative. Oh, it's very weird. Yeah, don't actually do it. No, 
bit. <laughs> uh, maybe though. Maybe it'd though. be a fun coffee table book. Oh man, that'd be tough. Yeah, I'll be. I will be curious though about the metrics that come out in general um, from this. I I, I don't know. Um, obviously, the easy gut check reaction is like, oh, we're in trouble. Like you know because like we've been talking about, like money is real at some point. I mean, I guess we've been treating it as fake, but you know, well, everything yeah. is, money, money yeah. is fake, but we've been treating it as real, but there's a point where money becomes <laughs> right, like, right, right. <laughs> well, now it's due. So it's real. Right. So yeah. one thing we, I, I mean, I, I bet a lot of companies would want to talk. We did not take a PPP loan. Uh, we don't have employees, so we didn't do it. We have three owners and we do everything ourselves still um, just kind of by choice. You know, it's like a part-time thing we can still manage. So we, I didn't, we could have falsified something and probably gotten like that loan or whatever. I was like, no, uh, let's I mean, not do I, it. I doubt that you guys even would have had to falsify. Although no, we, 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 we could have gotten like, loaned. All your auxiliary, uh, like ancillary, uh, not ancillary, auxiliary people as like private contractors who are just doing like a specific thing, then yeah, you... You it, shouldn't have applied for it. Because, I mean, I could yeah, tell you how we should have done it. Someone told me <laughs> how they did it. I won't rat them out, obviously. But yeah. yeah, there's an easy way of doing it. But we we, 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 all, we all know it was you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you, Jeff. No, uh, we we could have. Um, there's also just a lot of like super low interest loans and stuff, you know, that you can get. Even still, we just chose not to do it because we we self funded to start. So I'm like, all right, like. You know, if, if we can survive, let's do it. Um, and then, yeah. you know, reassess when we're not, you know, gun to the head, you know, during COVID. Uh, it just seemed like the right, the right pause, you know, in that way. But I don't know. I'll, I'll be, I'm worried for some businesses that kind of like took a ton of money that, you know, didn't really have a plan for what would happen after this too. I hope they used it correctly. Yeah. Um, you know. We can right. we can only hope. I mean, Ho- I hopefully, definitely... hopefully not partying it away. <laughs> you know, yeah. like no. Give a small business owner a hundred grand, and it's like okay, like that's some money. Yeah, because even if you're just planning to file Chapter Eleven after the fact, um, which people have done, which people mm-hmm. have done, it doesn't apply to federal loans, right? And then, yeah. well, also the uh, the other thing that I I hope didn't happen, but I kind of thought might be happening some was if you take a huge PPP loan based on your number of employees and then you lay people off right after, um, you know, yeah. that, that definitely happened some too. Um, there's some, you know, stories about that. I'm like, that is, that's pretty low. You yeah. know, yeah. Well, at least some, <laughs> no, it, it happened. Uh, definitely. Oh right. yeah. No, it, it happened. It happened a lot. Yeah. And that's <laughs> oh, yeah. pretty, I, I was disappointed, but you know, not surprised not uh you know i try to be i've tried to get i've always been kind of an optimist overall but i'm also a cynic so it's like it's an angel devil you know like whatever what are those things called on your shoulders it's definitely that all the time with me i want to see the best in people but also like when shit goes wrong you're always like oh i could have could have seen that coming you know um so i don't know i i do think overall most at least the people we dealt with like people were awesome during this um so i i was personally like it could have been a lot harder for me if people weren't great, you know? So I, I saw a lot of positivity during, during this year, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we hopefully surround ourselves with good people. So we don't see those people, the the people, you know, screwing everybody over. But yeah, no, that's, that's, that's absolutely the hope. But it's, it, it, I think that that's one of those things that, you know, you kind of do as you get older is you sort of start to prune those people who, right are, you know, less positive influences, let's say, from your life, you know? 
Yeah, I think we all just like get tired of putting up with shit too at some point. Like you only have so much energy, you have a lot of it you can just throw away for a long time. And you get older and you're like, okay, I actually give a shit, you know, about X amount of my life. I I don't really have control over I have to do that. So when you have the free time, you're like, okay, let's not let's not spend this with, you know, people that suck or people that drain you or people that are negative towards other people. It's like, oh man, that's yeah. So I, I hear you hundred percent. I feel like every year I'm just like cutting down. <laughs> but oh yeah i mean i feel like there's some element of it where like as you become more comfortable in your own skin and more confident in yourself like right. I, I think it's easier to you know let go of those kind of people rather than like feeling that strong pull to be like connected to everybody you've ever met because it makes you feel like you're a part of something totally it's like, agree it's like you know i've found things that i'm a part of and i don't need to be a part of everything you right. know yeah, it's. I think it's security is the right word. You know, as you get yeah. more, you know, it's, as, as you gain confidence, I guess, in yourself, and then like not needing to please others. You know, I think at some level, you know, it's kind of the high school mentality. Like you just want everyone to like you. You know, and yeah. that that's fine. I think a lot of people feel that growing up, but like you get older, and it's like, yeah, like who is you know who do you actually want to make time for? You know, and who's yeah. who's worthy of you know your effort and your time? I still try to be like selfless especially if i'm doing like i don't know any sort of like consumer facing thing you know anything where yeah. i'm interacting with the public you still want to be super nice to everybody and oh yeah give them time but when it comes to like spare time yeah like you got to prioritize that for sure yeah. oh absolutely you, you want to do your thing at times oh you yeah. know I'm a dive bar guy. I just want to go chill at the dive bar. You know, I got a couple buddies or one, one friend or two friends. I'm like, okay, like little off the beaten path. Don't have to high five everybody. I know. I'm just like, cool. I'm okay. Down. What's your favorite dive bar then? Oh, don't, don't do that to me. I can't, I can't. Or, or, or like or, give, give a plug give, for the dive or, bar that you gonna visit say. the most. <laughs> or, okay. or, or, you know, if you don't want to name it because you don't want people no, to no, find no. it. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. Then, yeah. No. 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 Then, yeah. Yeah. I have my hideout. I'll, I'll give you the some... name of your fifth favorite <laughs> dive bar. <laughs> no, I'll give you I'll give you some examples. So, yeah. So, like, in Westbrook, right near where we are, there's a hilarious dive bar, uh, Time Out Sports Pub. It's even a little bit too like at times it's a little too rough even at times like you can go in there at 1 p.m and people are like blackout and you're like all right like all right <laughs> and like you know it does it, sound like my kind of place well like i just like the no judgment of it so yeah we have regulars we have like we must have 10 to 15 yes brewing regulars that are like even harder regulars at timeout sports pub and we're close enough that we're a walk one, one of the guys jason who i'll at some point we'll find a way to listen to this he's our number one fan um but yeah he drives he has like a motorized bicycle i don't know he might have been there the, the year there but yeah he uh he'll whatever he pulls up in his bicycle there and then after every day after i get off work he's like i'm going to timeout you know and once once a month i'll go over there you know, and he tries to buy me shots. I don't let him, you know, I buy him <laughs> shots, but you know, it is a very good, like pretty rough, but fun dive bar. Um, there's a bunch in Portland, Portland actually like is kind of known for this. Like I thought, I do think they're kind of slowly going away, which is sad, but yeah. I mean, Portland, you know, traditionally was kind of a rough and tumble blue collar, you know, fishermen, you know, getting wasted fun. Well, that's know. why this last year has been like extra hard on so many people because right. they're used to just yes. like going to the uh, same I'm thing. used to like the random asshole coming to my bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, exactly. Especially like fishing towns. It's like, well, I'm used to the guys coming off the boats and yeah. killing a bunch of time. 
having a bunch of beers. I was well, going to say, part, it's its own community. It is. And it's like, you don't want to necessarily make plans with people. Like maybe you just want to go occupy space in this one area and whatever happens, happens. Like the conversations at dive bars are hilarious. Like you don't, oh, owe, yeah. you don't owe anybody shit, you know, but if you do want to talk to somebody, it's like, whatever, who knows? You can meet anybody in there. So that, that's what's fun about them. And it's less of a putting on airs to, you know, whatever. Like if you're a, trying to impress people or dress up to go out. I get that, I guess, but I just, I don't know. I just don't care much. You know, if I have to do that and I'm like, this feels like work, you know, on yeah. some level, but I think it's also just my personality type at this point. Like I have to put out enough, you know, energy and other things I do that I'm like, all right, dive bar. No one gives a shit, you know, I try not to like wear a yes, bring sweatshirt. Like, you know, I, I was going to yeah. say <laughs> as, as he sits there in his yes, bring sweatshirt, uh, uh, I was just promoting, you know, cause it's super important. You know, you guys saw, you know, well, I mean, you was, are as co-owner a part of the brand. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Yeah. That was some hard lessons there too. You know, you can't, you know, I mean, I'm wearing a beer sweatshirt, but there you go. Well, yeah, you can't, that's one thing to be careful of is if anything you're in charge of, or you're an owner of, you have to be careful of how you act and what you do, you know, and how you represent your company for sure. I, I take that pretty seriously. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Well, in general, I take it seriously, but yeah, if I'm going out to like get drunk with my friend, I'm not going to wear like all yes brewing gear. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah, want to like, mean, I don't want to talk I've, about it. You know, I've met and known people who've gotten, who are like really cool people. And when they're out representing their brand, you, you can tell that they're there representing their brand. Well, there's certain things you have to do that. One party. Yeah. Uh, I forget which beer party that was where, um, what's his name? Just got like really trashed. Oh, it was, it, um, was a, it was a pretty things party. Yeah. It was a it? pretty things so party. It was with, yeah. It was Dan. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It, um, it worked out okay dead. though. It wasn't a big oh, deal. No, no, it oh, wasn't no. like career-ending bad. Okay, oh god, like... no! I mean, I. But he and I like were both kind of drunk, and we ended up. I think we spent like forty-five minutes nerding out over like Yorkshire. Oh yeah, whatever. So, like, I mean, that's you know, perfect. That's harmless. Yeah. yeah. No, not, I don't worry about my behavior. Like, I'm I'm great at drinking, but it's more like it's more for me. For me, it's more like thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it's more. It's more. <laughs> it's more about like. Do I want to talk about my brewery to someone I don't know? You know, if I'm uh, off the clock, you know, like, I, this is fun. You guys are cool. But it's like, if I'm out, you know, not, not all the time, you don't always want to talk about things that oh, you yeah. spend a lot of your time on. It's like, if you wear a shirt, you know, of your company you work for and someone wants to talk about it, you're like, really? You know, like sometimes you just want to be like, all right, let's like, talk oh, about I'm not even getting movies or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about something random. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, but, you could just pull the, oh, no, that's my twin brother. Fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I do. My brother looks somewhat like me. I don't, I could probably do that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it doesn't work if you have an actual brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Or you does work. it? We both, we're both too different. We're both too different, like, personally. <laughs> like, people would figure it out pretty quick, <laughs> I would think. But, uh, yeah. You could try. I mean, you might get that person <laughs> off your back. And if you give them his number oh, instead no. of yours, it's then really not yours. It's really not a big deal. 95% of the time, it's fine. It's just, like, after, like, the event you went to uh, a couple weeks ago, we were so busy. After that, like, I'm absolutely not going out to, like, continue talking about beer i'm like no like i want to have like a high life and like a shot and like do nothing that's great that sounds nice all right i got a softball for you then okay what's your shot of choice 
Um, all right. So it depends what dive bar I'm at. Forever, I used to drink uh, like bourbon, like cheaper bourbon, like Bullet Rye or something. But I found out the the owner of wait Bullet, wait wait a second. You consider Bullet, Bullet Bourbon? Rye, well, Bullet bur- Bourbon or Bullet Rye? You consider rye Bullet cheap? Um. Well, there's yeah. one dive bar. There's one. There's one. It is cheaper. There's one dive bar that. There's one dive bar near me. I'll shout this one out because it's hilarious. Uh, it's called uh, the Brass Rail. It used to be called the Morals Corner Pub, but it's traditionally the Brass <laughs> Rail. It is the sketchiest place, but it's hilarious. It's it's karaoke. Anytime they're open, there's no DJ. So you just walk in. There's four microphones. You can just do a shot, pick up a microphone, sing any song you want. That I, fucking rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that one's that that, hilarious. That one's That's really awesome. funny. It is such, it's so fucked up at times. Like people are crazy. But if you're like on one, it is great. You get an Uber there and you're like, all right, we're walking in. Second we get in there, we're doing shots. And any shot in a beer there is six bucks. So, okay. Wow. So, yeah. Up until, I was like oh, that. So, yeah. So, you get like a whatever, you know, a high life and a bullet bourbon shot for six bucks. I'm like, that's cool. You so, do that. So, I'm guessing that high life is your like go to cheap beer. Uh, honestly, so I just did this huge comparison of every light beer ever with my friend Chris Strait, who's like a beer guy. So, we, we did a blind taste testing of every single light beer, you know, that's like nationally produced. Okay. And I, th- I thought high life would win. It was like third. I think Coors Light was up there too. It was like second or first, actually, huh. which surprised me. But part of it was because it was summer and like it's like water. You know what I mean? Like Coors Light just it's really carbonated and you can just drink it super fast. Um, I mean, it yeah. is good. Uh, I'm actually not I, like, terribly surprised though, because like nah, me neither. When it comes to like national cheap beers, those are good. Like Coors Banquet. Yeah. It's delicious. Hands yeah. like and I'm the reason that he thinks that was like, that, yeah. so that, was like fourth. that one was like fourth and PBR was fifth. I want to say it was like those were all in the top five. I can't yeah, see I'm, I'm like was, it, was Gansett it, not in it? Gansett was in it. Like, it was like Gansett is part it was like of ninth. It. It was like tenth or something. Oh uh, damn! See, no, I, I am disappointed I, by that. Try, try I like to guess it better than PBR. Try to guess what the last one was, and, and I'll give you a hint. It's something that you buy when you are very, very broke, and you're going to a gas station like a Seven Eleven, and it's uh, like the, mo- the most bang for your buck. Does it come in a forty? Uh, yes, but this is often bought in twenty-four ounce cans. Twenty-four ounce cans. 24 ounce cans. Yeah. yeah. 24 yeah. ounce cans. Very, very <laughs> common. The Natty Daddy is what we're oh. referring to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that beer is rough, dude. I like, we drank it and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't had this since whatever, freshman year of college or something. And uh, yeah, instant headache. Instant headache. Solid oh. headache. Right out yeah. of the gate. Yeah. That was, that uh, was funny. I'm not surprised. No, like, I'm like, it's, this, it's been this... years since I've had like a Steel Reserve <laughs> or an OE. And you guys, like, yeah, oh, even Natty Ice, or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, Natty rolling Ice, rock. Rough. so Je- oh, rolling, rolling Rock is kind of good. Rolling Rock's kind of good. Well, um, Rolling Rock was my intro beer. <laughs> yeah, like, like good. that was the first beer that it was like, oh, maybe you I what? like beer. You know what I like about Rolling Rock? They were like, hey, you know what? We have nice, nice bottles. We're kind of a real beer for like our childhood. They weren't like it wasn't a, a, a low, low level beer. And all of a sudden, they're like, you know what? We're all in. We're just a shitty beer all the way. Like we are marketing. Only to college kids and broke people. Like, let's go. Like, they just changed it up. <laughs> and I was like, I love that for you guys. Like, I was so pumped. Because it's oh, still yeah. not, it's still like, it's fine. Like, it's easy to drink. Like, it looks cooler than it is, definitely. Like, the yeah. bottle looks really cool. Uh, it's fine. It's American Heineken. 
I, yeah, I see. Yeah. I just, yeah, my, I would, yeah, somewhat, somewhat. I can drink Heineken too. I like Heineken as well. I don't know. I, I like yeah. all, I like all shitty beer basically is what this <laughs> I mean, like, that's I can thing. drink I, most I, shitty beers. I just, you know, it's like the thing is, is that I, what I really appreciate <laughs> is that there are craft brewers who do like a solid lawnmower beer that actually has like some flavor to it. Okay. But here's the deal. Here's my problem with lawnmower beers, which I love. I would obviously drink those anytime. But if you want to just, drink a beer in volume right and it's just like okay i can drink seven of these then you're it's kind of tough as a price point you know it's like i could have been spending 75 cents on these um so, so, so that's that's kind of the, the hard part it has to be done really well and those do exist uh, all right so you have a promo narragansett del like shandy really, is my choice with, with like a really simple beer and you do <laughs> like the a prohibition a prohibition day sale okay. where it's like uh, uh you know, two bits for a pour. They they don't know the pour is going to be like you know two ounces. But uh, yeah, if you want to pay yeah. fifty cents for a pour, you you can get two ounces. It'd be a really good way to get just yelled at all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. really solid, like ready to just rile everybody up. You know, yeah. fifty cents for every two ounces. Oh. You know we're, so we're doing like sixteen ounce beer. We already I already and, feel stupid because uh, like, like tasters tasters are already kind of dumb. Like you're like, hey, here's a three yeah. ounce pour or a five ounce pour. You know, I'm like, <sighs> dude, like in in reality, like I don't know, like as a person that grew up drinking beer, like it's just hard to condition yourself to not like down that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to enjoy it. Oh yeah, obviously. I mean, but it's like, wow, this looks a lot like a shot. You know. But see, still. the thing is, if you want to try a million things, like right. if you're not doing the small, the small things, you're, oh, you're just going to be fucking wrecked before you so, even get that far. We, I love flights. I mean, like that's probably the thing. The thing we sell by far the most of in the tasting room is flights. And then we actually do we do mix four packs too for that reason. So like we'll nice. we'll do four different sours in one four pack and prepackage them for people like that because I just know if I was coming in from wherever and like, I knew this company was known for sours, that's what I would do. I would be like, yeah, give me one of each of these, but like to buy four, four packs and not know what you're getting into. I know that's like not for everybody in terms of price or whatever. So yeah, we try to, we try to be accommodating that way. Definitely. I mean, and I, I agree. I mean, if you're going to drink like barreled souls, I love that tasting room. You can drink there forever. But it's oh, like, yeah. I, thank God some of those are three ounces, too, because they're like 15%. Oh, my so God. Then, I know. Like, so that's, like, yeah, I love yeah. that place. But, yeah, it's like it's you got to be careful, you know, just in general. So that, it makes sense. I get it. But, yeah, two ounce pour is still to me like I'm, I'm six, three. I'm just like I feel like, you know, like fucking, I don't know, Andre the Giant when I drink that shit. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> you're just like, I, you know, uh, sticking uh, your pinky uh, out uh, and you're like, yeah, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it's tough. Uh, I, I do love those pictures of Andre the Giant holding like a normal can of beer, and it's the, like, no, maybe, that, maybe that's the a best tiny can of beer, best no, drinker that's ever, a normal Question can mark? of beer. He's yeah. the number one. Yeah, he's the best yeah. drinker of all time, probably. Best. I mean, I from what I, I heard, like all the stories on like what the Princess Bride, and then like what was it like the the WWF stories? But yeah, he would he would like drink a case of champagne in a night. Yeah. Like, yeah. He drank like, like three cases of beer 90, tonight. Yeah, like 90 beers. I'm like, what, dude? The only other one I can think of, uh, Wade Boggs, is up there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I do love those episodes of It's Always oh, Sunny. That oh, one yeah. is so funny. The one where, the, yeah, that was like one of their best ones. Well, but... did you see the sequel one as well? Where I'm thinking, I'm thinking the one where they're on night. the. No, I haven't seen that. I have to watch that. No, the flight one is legendary. <laughs> so, it's so funny. But. 
Yeah. I don't know. Under the Giant would be a good pick. I don't know who else would win in a career chugging. Obviously a dubious honor in a way, but I don't know. Legend. Fucking legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So just to note for the audience what we're what tj and i just cracked uh we cracked a night shift parlor trick creamsicle cool now again i we've talked a lot about how we love night we we loved night shift you know when they were new and they they did like crazy sours and this is we, we don't hate night shift. Now. Oh yeah, we don't hate night shift now. Like we understand why. If you listen to all the episodes, you went. might think that we hate night shift. We absolutely we, we do, do not hate night shift. We I look, must, I look forward to you guys hating us. I can't wait till you guys hate us in like four years. I can't wait. Like yes, brewing been. man, they're not the same. I can't. Man, wait. you guys remember that Brady asshole that we had on this show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. They're still making great beers. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I mean, is it good? It, in in comparison to like the Black Raz, like um it, she talked it down a lot to me, so I wasn't expecting much from it. So okay. it ends up being better than I expected okay. from it. Yeah, it's Silver not lining. it's not terrible, but at the same time it's like I you know, so with the parfait Black Raz like you get you know, uh, like a good amount of tartness, you get, you know, a good amount of that, like black raspberry flavor without it being too sweet or overwhelming. But like this, I mean, orange, like any citrus flavor is fairly strong usually. And like, this is just like the orange to me is barely there. So I I get a little bit of the creaminess from the vanilla, but it's like, yeah, the vanilla extract's easy, so no matter what, like if they yeah. use vanilla or if they, if they use if they're bougie and they use real vanilla beans, those are yeah. obviously expensive as hell. But like uh, v- vanilla extract, you can use like nothing, and it it just t- it comes through so hard. So we have an orange creamsicle sour, a uh, parfait sour, and that beer like if it depends what they're using for fruit. If they're using fresh fruit of oranges, like oranges don't taste as strong as you would picture obviously like you eat an orange it tastes like orange but the orange flavor i think we're programmed to like know what it is I, yeah that's, that's a stronger concentrated flavor actually i i think so like if they're using orange concentrate you know or orange whatever extract or whatever i'm not sure what they're using yeah I, it, it would change like for instance we have a watermelon sour you can't use watermelon in a beer like actually like for our size like it would make no sense like we could put a million pounds of you know <laughs> watermelon in it. it's just water it's just it's not yeah. gonna take you have to use watermelon extract for that beer you know otherwise for us at least if someone else figured it out cool but it's just there's certain fruits that it's harder to use no like, so- I, I, I agree <laughs> with you like watermelon is a harder it's, one to do yeah the blackberries um, and raspberries are that that is real blackberry and raspberry in the beer you guys had but or and they're all real fruit. It's just like some beers you you're better off using extracts of 100 percent fruit. You right. just get more flavor, you know, versus actual chunks of fruit. Which uh, makes me wonder, like, you know, is that part of the problem with this? Maybe they used oranges instead of orange extract when you know it, and it just didn't produce enough flavor. And they're like, well, we're not going to throw out this giant thing. So it's like it's like the purist, like the film geek, like this is actually the best way you could make a movie, but it's like doesn't look good. You know, like you could do something better if you're like, oh, we used all the right ingredients, but like at the end of the day, what's important is that people like it, you know? Uh, so it's, it's kind of, that's also something to just constantly remind ourselves of, like just because we are passionate about something or we think something's cool, doesn't mean other people are going to like it or they're, oh, yeah. or, or well, that they'll it, give a shit. I, I always like to remind people the beauty of the age that we live in 
is that there is a galaxy of beers out there. So (laughs) you don't have to like everything you have. No. But there's always something else out there for you. Well, and if and if someone comes in and they say like, "Oh, I like we'll we'll normally have like ten to twelve beers on," and people like like oftentimes will drink like all of them or try all of them, and if yeah. someone's like, "Oh, I love every one of them," I'm like, "I don't like three of these," you know, like three of these aren't really for me, you know. We we mm-hmm. make these specifically, you know, to be different. So I'm I'm always kind of wary of someone that's like, "I like all these" because they're probably the same person giving me like a two point five on Untapped. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. probably yeah, they probably didn't like it. But they're just, they just say they love everything. But in reality. Uh, yeah. So, so hard, hardball question then. Hardball. What is the least favorite beer that you've made? Oh, easy one, actually. <laughs> yeah. So we, and this is going to be funny because like certain people still ask for this beer a lot. But there was this one, we were doing this one pale ale and it didn't like, it wasn't coming out exactly right. Like the flavor wasn't quite on. So John was like, okay, we're just going to make this into a peanut butter and jelly ale. Like we're just going to have fun and make this ooh. weird, weird beer. But I'm like, that's really well, gimmicky. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to say, ooh, given that this is his least favorite. Well, so, so here's a problem. Here's a problem. It's really easy to make something taste like, you know, like strong, like peanut butter or like put a bunch of like jam flavors into a beer and make it taste like jam. So like mm-hmm. for me, it was like it was us masking the flavor of a beer we didn't think was coming through right. So we were like, you know, this beer, nothing is wrong with this. There's no off note. Nothing is going wrong here. But this wasn't what we were going for. We wanted like a light floral, you know, crushable session type pale ale and instead it's just coming through a little too malty a little bit too like dull so we're like okay let's just liven it up we're gonna make it a peanut butter jelly ale and i was like god damn it because i came up with the name no crust and i was like oh fuck like that's kind of a good name and then like the whole fucking summer like we had it for like one month and then people were coming in be like when are you doing no crust again like where's no crust and i'm like we're never (laughs) we're never doing it again we're never doing it again like the whole summer and it was like and now i still have like three dudes they hit me up on like Instagram being like, when's the peanut butter and jelly come back? I'm like, you know, like maybe in like 2030, like, but it just wasn't our goal to begin with. We didn't want to yeah. make that beer. Uh, I will say it was fine, but I thought it was kind of gross. It was gross uh, for me, but people like weird shit and we're known for weird shit. So there we go. Uh, so, we, we, we like weird shit. Yeah. We like weird shit. <laughs> so like, I, I, I shouldn't have, I should have never brought this up again. Because <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Like I, and that's why it was a hardball. <laughs> so, so what's funny is like, I think so. So funky Buddha actually did one called no crusts. So, oh, very similar. Um, they, well, I didn't know that, but uh, thank so, you in advance for the injunction they'll file against and, us. I wouldn't worry about it, and so, especially since that was like before they sold, and now they're sold, and I yeah. don't think that like any, but they make anything quite that cool anymore. But like, it's very random w- what what happens with beer stuff that way. Anyway, and I, that was I think I like I don't think I ever saw that get bottled. I think that was just a like a tap room thing I had when I was down there. But like, it, the, I think the difference there was it was a brown ale so like <laughs> the peanut butter and the jelly like kind of worked well with like the the, oh, the profile yeah, like, you know uh, what i mean it was like a wheat pb and j then kind of like yeah or i don't know not a wheat but i don't know i get yeah. what you're saying like it, yeah it it like it but it was definitely intentional and like i mean that's the thing i would say about funky buddha is they they did a really good job of like adding flavor in in a way that like you could taste every flavor but it still tasted like beer like that was yeah, that was I, the magic of them i've liked their i i definitely remember like that was kind of like the golden age of like us all finding craft beer too which is like super fun i remember like oh yeah whatever well at least for me 
I must have been when I was around like, I don't know, 23 to 26, like stuff was taking off more. I was in Florida, unfortunately, and like they weren't super into craft beer yet. There was like oh, some, there was like some. in Florida, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, hey, That's I love rain sentence. I liked, I liked Tampa overall and Cigar City was there, so they were cool. Yeah, but, uh, like there is some good stuff that ended up coming out of Florida, but I'm guessing you like just uh, missed the like Jay Wakefield. I was going to say cough, cough, Jay Wakefield, cough, yeah. cough, funky Buddha. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I missed some of that. And then, yeah, so like, I remember I wrote, I actually wrote a, and I got, when I was getting my MBA when I was 22, one of my final marketing projects was on craft beer and like where I thought it was going. And it was like really early. I remember like people were like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, what do you mean? Like, I was like, blue moon. I'm like, no, like not, not really like that at all. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, was like, that was the era I was coming up in. But yeah, it was exciting. Um, yeah, Funky Buddha. I mean, yeah, I, th- I definitely look at a dogfish head. You know, they were like interesting oh, yeah. to me, like definitely because yeah, early. Uh, very early. Yeah, no, they were they were they were nuts. I mean, I like I remember like some of the first breweries that I got into were, you know, were them like Rogue. Um, Rogue had some good shit. Yep, they had like, cool branding. I founders, remember right away. Like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of those brands that are I mean, they're they, I guess they're like kind of legacy brands at this. Point. Oh, yeah. They're still around and they still make. You know, again, I'm not going to shit well, on any of them in terms I'll, of play. It's like you don't make bad stuff, but it's if, just not as exciting anymore. It's okay to shit on companies if their owners sold and they got rich and they don't care anymore. And they're, they're just oh, out. Yeah. It's you know what what, I mean? So, like, like, if they if they parachuted out, they're driving a Lamborghini. Like, you could totally shit oh, on yeah. them. Because, like, they, you, they're done. They don't do it anymore. Well, that's the thing. It's like with Funky <laughs> um, Buddha, it's like, um, okay, I'm shitting on you a little because Constellation Brands. Boston Beer Company owns Dogfish Head. Oh yeah, I mean, but he could, he retained control of his brand though. I met yeah. I forgot that guy's yeah. name. So he he was oh, like so, Sam Cal- 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 I met him. Cal-Gliani? Yeah, I met Cal-Gliani, him twice. I don't. Yeah, I yeah, I, no, I know I've met, met him before too. I met him twice, like, and I've watched a documentary about them, and I can't remember. So that just shows you I was drinking when I well, yeah. and then he also All had like, a stuff. TV show yeah about Dogfish Head on like Discovery, but yeah. he was like shitting on top brands. That so I don't I don't watch reality TV. It's canceled. a it, it's a it's a hard thing for me. I will not watch a single second reality TV ever. The only reality I TV can't do I it. watch is if you've never tried Great British. Baking show is the. I've only heard that's really good. That's I've actually it. heard that's really good, but Trust I, me, I've, it's worth it. I've, I've heard this, but I think since I made it's such like a strong stand for your brain. I mean, I don't need any more dessert for my brain. I just want to eat dessert anyway. Dessert's fucking awesome. Well, so. well yeah, but I like eating dessert and watching people make dessert and be like super supportive of each other. Like it's, it's actually kind of rad, honestly. It's something I can't budge on because, like, in like 2005 when I was in high school, like I remember all that shit was. It's like fucking mtv awful stuff everybody's watching that and i was like i'm out and i just remember telling everyone like this is gonna make everyone dumber i think like a lot of this reality tv is bad for you so you know you you were in high school in 2005 i graduated are you i'm 32 i graduated 2007 i turned 32 last saturday actually yeah oh happy birthday birthday thank you we're we're old well kind of doesn't matter we're older yeah young at heart doesn't matter I, yeah. age, age is relative, man. Like I, you know, yeah, people can be cool at any age or they can suck at any age. So it's, for me, I, I just, after like, I think after you're like, I don't know, like 23 or something, it doesn't matter how old people are anymore. More or less. I, I think well, 25 is the age that your brain actually matures at. Going. Well, like 21 to 23, you're just fucked up for two years. And after oh, that, you're yeah. like, 
you come out of a, of a haze. You're like, I'm still fucked up, but I want to be a little less fucked up, a little bit. And then you have yeah. the rest of the 20s. And like, you're like, yeah, I can hang out with that cool 45-year-old person. It doesn't make a fucking difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, the the older you get, the less age matters. Although I will say that, like, you don't want to hang out with young people. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that's the thing. Is it's like I, I, I you know, uh, it's like I, like on dating apps and stuff. It's like I've had oh. like twenty three year old guys hit me up, and it's like I'm old enough to be your mom, like not in a great way, but biologically, I'm old enough to be your mom. Go away. You look like I'm, a child. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not on dating apps. I'm single, but I can't do it just because I can't talk to people on those. Like, I don't it's know the what the fucking worst. Yeah, yes. Like <laughs> and the, way, the way people talk on these apps, it's like, wait, like, is there an end goal in sight? Like, are we going to meet? Or are we going to talk about like what we would theoretically want to do together? No, it's just aimless bullshit when they're working. I'm just kind of like going through the motions, wasting my time. Like, I can't do that. I just can't do it. It, might, it drives me insane. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and I'm not saying they're not useful. They are, especially, if, I bet they were useful during, you know, COVID. I didn't even think of that, but like, you know, you can't really go out and meet people, but I'm just like, Oh yeah. my God, I don't know what it is about the vibe of like Tinder or whatever. I'm like, I just can't do it. Oh, I know. Sure. I, like it's, it's hard. I've definitely like, I've, I've met some people on apps, like from, you know, historically, I've also met people, you know, like actually TJ, I think you might be the last person that I met like organic. No, you aren't the last person I met organically. But like, oh yeah. Media was like growing out of soil, or like, how did this happen? Oh, um, <laughs> just random interaction. Yeah, no, we we were we were both we both happened to be at Anime Boston in two thousand five. We both happened to go at the same entrance ish okay. to smoke a cigarette. He thought I I was cute, and he was like, "Do you want oh, to go nice. smoke a bowl?" And it was wow. like, yeah. That's a, that's such a good way to talk to someone. That's perfect. It was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and like you know, work. it worked. But like you know, we've been broken up for what thirteen years? Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of a Seinfeld More situation. Than a decade. A little, <laughs> little bit of a Seinfeld type dynamic. Then you know, yeah, we a little made bit. It, but it's no big deal. All yeah, right. exactly. That's, solid. that's cool. It's always a good sign where you can stay friends with people that used to date. Yeah, some people make that easy. Some people make that completely impossible, though. It's it's, <laughs> it's funny that I like I am I'm that person. I'm the person who's friends with like most of their exes. That that's fine. I think that's probably a good thing. <laughs> For me, it's like yeah, I always thought that was me, and then the last couple, I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, not worth it. But yeah, I'm open minded. No, that's cool. I do think I hope um, just in general socially we get to kind of go back to you know like i'm like a high energy person in a way too where like i just enjoy kind of like telling stories in public and having people chime in and like who cares and see what happens type stuff oh, yeah. and, like, you Definitely. can't even really you can't really do that when you have to sit down with a mask until you sit down either like even though like i went out some during summer like sorry but like a couple times like you have to, i don't know i did some things i mean if you're out and like especially if you're outside i think that you know the the risk oh. was always fairly low but like you know yeah now now that i'm fully vaccinated i'm, I'm like, vaccinated all bets yeah. are off but like you know what i'm talking about like if you're sitting down looking at your beer at the bar it's so yeah. different than like the kind of the freewheeling like you know martin scorsese directed thing where you walk in and everyone's just kind of like freaking out like i'm like where where is this like we we need that back like we need the energy we felt some of that i would argue that that tj so tj and i went out for the first time in fucking forever uh like last well, weekend fun it was awesome we ended up going <laughs> i don't know if you've ever been to any many of the places in boston but we ended up going to 
public house and getting food yeah. and amazing beer. I'd never had a foam brewers beer before. And that was, Oh, amazing. they're really, really good. Yeah. Um, really good. But like, and then we went to Bukowski, like the one that's still open, the original one in Boston, like, and that cool. was definitely more of like the wandering around talking to people. We ended up like, oh, nice. We, we ended up like chatting with some dude that we met, I don't know, probably in 2005 <laughs> in like it just, he was working the door there and now he's like a New York times bestselling author and what? shit and was well, like, Hey, he, if you want to interview he, me, did, we, did you guys, look, did you guys, he did he claims guys, to be. yeah. Did you guys look him up? I mean, is he really, I up? tried looking him up. I couldn't find him. Oh, it's he under my pen name. Website. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure that's true. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys got to go back out. I mean, in general, it's just like I'm I'm excited for people to get to like enjoy themselves because I, oh my I, god, I missed I'm, it so much. yeah. And like I just felt like this collective thing, like with everybody. Like also a lot, I found a lot of people were like reaching out during this year off too. That like you don't necessarily always hear from, and that oh, was yeah. inter- that was really interesting. Like a lot of people that are always like busy enough with their own shit that they don't necessarily want to like tell you they're fucked up or that they want to talk or whatever. Like there was a lot of that energy, especially like, you know, early on in pandemic. And I thought when we went back into lockdown, that was probably the toughest part, you know, post last summer, like real lockdown again. Yeah. I forgot that Maine went back into like real lockdown. Well, we kind of, I mean, honestly, it's tough. We we have an elderly population and then we have, we're like 50%, you know, or maybe more like Southern Maine is very progressive. Like people were able to handle this like pretty well in terms of like, I I would say like normally, but then there's pockets of Maine that are just like, fuck this. This is bullshit. Like completely. So like we'd be delivering beer. Like I was getting like looked at, like I was crazy wearing a mask in some parts of Maine during COVID. I'm like, really like this is I, okay like i mean i'm obviously still wearing it but it's just like yeah it was it's kind of a disconnect you know like our state is very you know i don't know dichotomous like there's two kind of conflicting ideologies still you know yeah and that's and not far thing, apart yeah i mean that's the thing i've always found interesting about maine and like you know I, again i love maine i love a lot of people from maine i spend a lot of time there but like it's funny that like you know, that kind of southeastern area is like so, you know, fun and generally progressive and like, yep. you know, like just but very warm and welcoming. And I'm not saying that the rest of Maine isn't warm and welcoming, but like there's a definite difference when you get out into like even if you go like 20 miles west of Portland, you're you're <laughs> finding like, you know, like massive Trump signs and like yeah. Confederate flags and meth labs like it th- yeah. that shit happens. It's just like. It, yeah it's like uh, um, a lot of a little, Maine's kind of a cultural wasteland and, I, mean, I mean parts of it are yeah and it's strange though too because even in those areas like there's so many pockets of like amazing like blue collar like badass people too that are like not like that at all they just a lot of them just don't give a shit about anything except like really good at what they do really focused on family or whatever or whatever they're into like kind of like old school people that aren't that into politics even but there's all there's 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 just no consensus with our state really, you know, like I do think we've leaned a lot more, you know, progressive in the last, whatever, 15 yeah. to 20 years, Portland's grown a lot, you know, well, but I was say where, where the population has grown. Makes well, Portland's state. growing fast. I, yeah. I, what I always, what I, always, I always think though, like I like, you know, going to different parts of Maine to like whatever hike or do stuff in the summer. And it's always like, <laughs> who, who the fuck lives here? You know, is always one of my first thoughts. Oh yeah. Like, so like you go to like, you know, I don't know, like even like near Baxter State Park, like there's there's enough tourism there to support, you know, I'm like, but if you're 
a park ranger, I get it. Like you're necessary. You're like grooming trails, I guess. Like, okay, cool. I'm like, what are you doing other than that? Like, I, I don't know. You're do, tra- doing drugs or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know what yeah. you do in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, what, what is, what else is going on? Like where, why are people here? It always kind of freaks me out. Yeah, I'm it's like, always you know, a weird thing. You're in the it, middle of like nowhere. It's like living on Cape Cod in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah more yeah. or less. It's like, I know people, what do like, we yeah. do? Drugs. Yeah, yeah, no, it becomes tough fast, you know. If yeah. you're that bored, you don't have access to any cultural stuff going on. It's like, okay, shit. Yeah, it gets pretty dark. Um, but yeah, Maine. I overall, like, I love Maine. Like, Maine is fucking awesome. You know, I'm happy to be here. But yeah, it's still frustrating too. I mean, that's how it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, every and everywhere's got its kind of downsides. I think, like, you know, again, oh, yeah. it, like with with Eastern Mass, like. I don't know that, you know, like, I don't know that I would want to move too far from it in the sense that, like, I, you know, I really like, you know, how much is going on here. I like that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, generally educated, progressive kind of people in this area, like this whole, like, eastern half of the state for the most part. But, like, yeah, but then RJD2 (laughs) only plays at Amherst. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't I've been Amherst. To it was something like north of there, but like, yeah, we totally could should have gone to that when that was a thing. Like, in oh, that would have been fun. I saw, I saw RJD two at some festival in Florida. Oh, like, we've seen oh, D2 we've a seen him a ton of time. It was awesome. He is yeah, awesome. No, he yeah. is amazing. He puts on a yeah. great show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I still think great the show. best time we saw him was him playing like peaches in Nectar. fucking nectars on martha's vineyard awesome yes. dude it was that sounds like, fun. we had to like shake his hand and shit because it wasn't a huge show because it was <sighs> on the vineyard but it was the only show he was playing in mass that year and it oh, was like man we're well, totally going and we stayed we just stayed on like the fucking campground on on martha's vineyard, vineyard. martha's vineyard is pretty interesting yeah actually i worked in nantucket when i was i don't mm. know i don't know anyone from there i got a referral to drive a shuttle bus there when i was in college during the summer so i would drove a shuttle bus and i worked at restaurants at night for three summers it was adventure it was interesting i was, gonna I was say, like did i was you, the only did you white stay dude. In, i was gonna say did you stay on somebody's basement floor for like a thousand dollars a month or something because no, no i i found it so like I've, i was on you know it's asking around so there was this one dude that owns the shuttle bus company from maine i didn't i'm not related to him someone i know is but i was like the only one that wanted to do it i guess like all right i'm doing it but uh yeah i looked on craigslist i found someone that would have rent me a room for like a 100 bucks a week i was like this is fine oh hell I, yeah i looked it up it's near it was near cisco brewers so that i nice. was nice. just had just opened they're now like much more corporate back then they were like super small so that was awesome um and then it was next to like the best beach on the island yeah the only reason no one rented the room like the family was pretty out there but like it was fine like i i had my own space it was great uh but yeah like i it's a i, I haven't been really as a tourist ever uh working there was great because everyone in service kind of knows each other you know like everybody kind of respects that you're working 80 hours a week so whatever but yeah oh, i haven't I don't know if I, I, I did. I remember not being impressed with a lot of the white American tourists when I was there. So I don't really want to be that guy. If I went back, I'd have to like act cool and try to blend in again. It's probably not going to work. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do. I've, yeah. I, so I've never stayed on either Nantucket or well, other than that one time on Martha's Vineyard. Like I've never stayed at like a hotel on Martha's Vineyard. No. Um, but like I, I've been to both and I feel like Nantucket is just like, especially now I I went there maybe like three years ago for, I had to do a, like a, a work visit. Um, I actually was one of the few times I've done a single family house inspection for an environmental. And, 
it was just like bizarre. Like I was like, oh, I have some time before the ferry. Let me get some lunch and let me wander you gotta, around downtown. You gotta got to know where to go. You have and, to know where to go. It's imperative. Like, and like downtown, and I'm like, oh, you know, like I think my, I think it was like before my mother's birthday, and it was like, oh, you know, like that's a that's a pretty, you know, I'm like wandering in some shops. It's like, oh, that's a cute bowl that I could get for my mom yeah. for her birthday. Four hundred dollars. Like, oh. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, yeah. oh, fuck this. And and but no. like I, yeah. I Martha's Vineyard is just feel like is more down to earth, more it's like bigger. accepting. Well, it's, it's a lot bigger. There's just more space too. Like, yeah, that thing, helps. So Nantucket, yeah, there's there's a lot of weird stuff that happens there too. A lot. So like there's the way it's set up, like downtown, like you drink there, but like the real best spot is like kind of near where that brewery is. And then where the South side of the beaches are on the Island is just like amazing. Like the beaches are awesome. And like everybody that works out there for the most part is not American. So like, that's awesome. So like you get to meet really cool people from all over the place. That's like the upside of being there, which I loved, but like, The downside is obviously, yeah, like you, you can't buy anything ever. And then <laughs> you, you, yeah. you like, if you don't work service, like it would be hard to even like vacation there. It's just so expensive. Oh, but it's so when expensive. I, yeah. When I was there, like, it's kind of like a code, you know, you call, um, you chug, chugging a beer is called doing a Paul. I don't know who Paul was, but everybody on the island chugs a beer every time. If you say doing a Paul. So if you want to look cool out there, you can just ask someone to do that and they'll give you one. Um, but yeah. All right. Yeah, it's a good tip. Nice. But yeah, overall, it's cool. I don't know. I think it's like a tourist area, kind of like Portland's becoming. Uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, I think kind of similar. Like, I have a harder time having fun there than I used to. Like, it's just a little bit uptight, like, just in general now. It just seems kind of like a North Face commercial and less like <laughs> a New England, you know, city <laughs> to me now, um, which is a bummer because it's really fucking cool. But uh, yeah, it is. And Portland's kind of trending that way. We lost Port City Music Hall this year. Um, oh that, that's the best venue we had. Um, I thought that was my favorite venue for like the size and like the type of acts we got there. They were incredible. So I, did, I don't know what culture, that's a huge cultural void. I don't know what fills that, you know, but instead we have all these new hotels. So I'm like, what, what are we going to do when people come in here? Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 I don't so, know. I'm worried. Well, I mean, I, if you like dive bars, I'm surprised you're not more in Geno's. Geno's is dope. I used to live across the street. Yeah. Um, uh, I lived there for what, like a year and a half or something, but yeah, a um, bunch of my friends have played there too. Um, you know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. They, so here's a fact though. Did you know Geno's got bought and the new owner says he's not changing it, but everyone's really worried. I think I did hear that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it is, it is Just a little bit the, nerve wracking. The, the, the doom and gloom continues. Yeah. Here you go yes yeah no we're, we're gonna we're gonna be worried about genos now for sure i mean i just hope there's more cultural stuff that comes in its wake like if anything happens like that like port city is a huge loss like that is a great venue i'm just yeah. worried in general like arcadia is taking over the space it's a really cool bar so at least that'll still be like a community thing but i just mean in terms of concerts I, that was a thing we had like be- like slowly become known for in portland it took forever and now it's yeah. like like is that gone like i'm kind of worried you know, I don't know. I hope- it seems like Portland House of Music and Events is still hanging in there. They're, they're, yeah. Ken Bell's super smart. Their owner, he's like really resourceful. I know they've like they did a lot of like anything they had to, you know, during this. But they did a lot of like um, cycling classes and stuff. Like use their space for other things, which is smart. Um, they've they've been a supporter of ours. They're an awesome company. Um, but yeah, like they 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 made it too. Like anybody that made it, I'm just like super proud of. Especially if they're a venue. Like oh my god, like. That is oh, so yeah. tough. Like we're like a super small scale venue in terms of like, we want to throw events, but that's not the same thing. If you're like relying on X amount of concerts a year, like, Oh my God, like I'm impressed with anyone that made it. 
Um, I'm just hoping we don't lose a lot of music venues in general. It's just such a good thing for oh, I know for everybody. You know, yeah. All right, and I think on that bombshell, we're we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna wrap it up because I need you to steal a mirror momentarily. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you're not a Vonnegut fan, it means he needs to go take yeah. a leak. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. I'm a Vonnegut fan, but I wouldn't have remembered that. Breakfast um, of Champions. Love that yeah. book. Um. So. Brady, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, get out of here? All good, man. Appreciate the uh, the talk. Uh, Thanks for having do, me. Do, do you have like an address and a location for yep. the brewery? We're uh, 609 Main Street in Westbrook, Maine. Um, yeah, we're open right now, Friday through Sundays. We'll probably expand hours at some point when a little more normal. But uh, yeah, a lot of Saturday shows coming up. Just follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We'll uh, keep you guys updated. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um. Uh, check us out, you know, Patreon, Facebook, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, all those things. Yeah. Uh, Give us wh- money wh- or something. Wh- what is it for our producer? Uh, toodaloo, fuckers. <laughs> yes, toodaloo, fuckers is Chris's sign off. Nice. All right. Maybe someday he'll join us again. Yes. All right. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers. Thank you for joining us, man. Cheers. No problem. Thanks. Why? I can't take that.